Genre. Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one hospital visiting minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. Uh, I am Niall McGowan. And I am John Parker. We are of Bat Minute 89, and I am very surprised nobody has brought up my surname thus far. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, until you oh, mentioned yeah, it, yes. I had, yeah, I was like, well, why would we, oh my God, why, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had that's enough. what I was thinking. I was like, "Why would?" Oh, yeah. I had enough of that as a kid at school. Maybe that's why I didn't watch so the movie for years. To be, honest. oh yeah, well, it's the it's the lack of alliteration is, I think, what's throwing us all off. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a personal connection, as it were. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for returning again, guys. Uh, to close out your time with us on the podcast, we're talking about minute ninety three today, which begins with Peter holding Aunt May's hand as we had yesterday and uh, ends with Mary Jane saying, I'm in love with somebody else and with no resolution. We don't even find out what she's talking about. Oh, just yeah, sort of, yeah. Uh, yeah. She just says it. Okay, cool. We have like a <laughs> shot of Peter being surprised. Mm. <laughs> Who but, could it be? Uh, uh, so the beginning of this, actually we get quite a lengthy bit of Peter just sitting sort of, uh, mired in thought mm-hmm. basically about, you know, yes. what's, and, um, a bit more of a look at this photo between like the, the three of them and like i'm mm-hmm. sure you guys have probably covered this like extensively but like my one of my one of my gripes with the film is that uh like i would have liked to have seen more time with the family dynamic of uncle ben may and peter because it always mm-hmm. seems like at the beginning you get like a couple of minutes of them but like it's oh it always seems to be like peter comes in and he's just he's, he's away again and it's just like it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't actually make, you know, there's no quality time spent between them. Well, Niall, but then at the same yet. time, you expect? <laughs> yeah, that's that, like at the same time, it could be like, well, that's a deliberate thing of like, well, you never do spend time with the people before they're gone. It, it's, that could have been right. part of his whole regret of like, oh, why didn't I, you know, why did, you know, I could have painted, I could have had a nice evening painting the picture, uh, painting the kitchen with Uncle Ben and. <laughs> You know, all oh. this kind of stuff. Like, oh. but at the same time, like, I don't say there's that a- aspect, but I, I do always kind of like, I wonder what, like, I would have liked to have seen a bit more of like Dorky Pete and, you know, Uncle Ben and like they're, they're pounding around and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I mean, in general, this movie is, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a really tight, uh, you know, two hours. It's like, it's 120 minutes exactly. And it just, it's, it moves at a clip mm. from, the first frame and just goes uh, nonstop. And so the idea of the movie, like slowing down and showing you uh, the three of them as a family in like, uh, you know, two or three extra scenes, like it's nice in theory, but I think it would have slowed the movie down to mm. a crawl. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, you say the movie. Maybe should... if we could have balanced a bit more, like, of the the May scenes for Ben scenes or vice versa or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we, we felt, you know, that we have a lot of time. The time that you do allow for that sort of thing could maybe feel more like it was a family and less like... Here's the Aunt, uh, Uncle Ben bit for a while, and then Aunt May stuff later. Does she really do much? I don't know. Like, mm, right. Maybe even if you have to keep it at a smaller ratio, that you could have set up the family a bit more uh, cohesively earlier on. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I, I do think, think as well. As you say, though, it's quite it's it's a very tight movie. Um, yeah, I got the mm-hmm. I got the right impression of the family in what I saw. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. I, I personally didn't need any more. It would be nice, but it wasn't mm. necessary. Mm-hmm. Like this movie, as you say, right. was two hours long, but it didn't feel two hours long. It just kept going no. and kept going. Mm. Yeah, the, the only other thing I think is that maybe they wanted to avoid um, what I always refer to as like the the Walking Dead syndrome of like if they had like a random scene of like Uncle Ben and Peter having like a really great time, and you'd have that kind of like oh this is clearly just sign put, like, put that <laughs> in just to get you attached to him because we're going to kill him off in a minute. Right. Yeah. It's like when you're watching The Walking yeah. Dead and all of a sudden like. Hey, this character they don't really focus on much is getting an entire episode to themselves. Like, Wait a minute, I know what's coming here. And the, you fall they, for they, it every time. Yeah, it's just like it's absolutely. Just, it's like oh, Herschel's got a bit more screen time than he usually. Oh God, oh God, here it comes. <laughs> I do. Um, this this bit of Peter looking at the the photo. I I like Toby's performance here because. There's no dialogue, you know, and there's no uh, internal monologuing in this movie, unless you count the goblin, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But when Toby's looking at this photo, you can tell he's not looking at the photo. He's looking at Uncle Ben and he's thinking to himself, is this what you wanted? Mm-hmm. Like, I became Spider-Man because of you. And now because I'm Spider-Man... You know, May is in a is in a hospital bed. Is this is this what you wanted? Is this, mm. you know, is, is this is this what you meant by this? Am I doing this wrong? Like, am I, like, was this is this what I'm supposed to be doing? You know, like you yeah. kind of just get this look on his face of just like I don't I don't know what to do, and you're not here to help me. Mm. Normally, like you're the guy with the with the advice. Uh, you know, yeah, you do feel sorry for him because I mean, in a matter of no time at all. Peter has essentially accidentally ruined the lives of everybody he knows and loves. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Good yeah, going, that, kid. The, yeah, that's the, the perpetual yeah. curse of uh, of Spider-Man. It's just like, that's mm-hmm. kind of one of the things, like, they don't quite convey it in the... Well, they do, actually, to be fair, but, like, one of the Spider-Man's big things to me is always the fact that, like, everything keeps constantly punching him in the face. Mm. And he keeps... Yeah. He's always like, well, I'm gonna keep going. Like, it's just... He's always so optimistic and hoping for the best and constantly believing that things will get better and all this sort of thing. But um, yeah, and it seems to be like uh, th- this film's first big iteration of like, you know, I've now endangered everyone around me as well. And of course, it's setting up, which uh, I remember at the time in the cinema, like was shocking to me, the actual ending of the film. And, uh, you know, not to get into spoilers for what's going to occur with, sure, Mar- sure. With, uh, with Mary Jane, but the fact that like he doesn't really he doesn't get the girl like it's kind of like he makes right. the decision to to walk away and i remember as a kid you know used to other superhero films where like you know even you know batman 89 at the end of that even though we you know there's no future with vicky vale but <laughs> yeah. batman and vicky vale hook up <laughs> she completely disappears but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, at the end but, of a movie yeah yeah but for a 14 yeah. year old watching like a you know it's supposed to be a family film to have at the end the fact that 
while Peter was just like, no, I can't, I can't, I have to walk away from you. And it's just, I remember being like, holy crap, that's amazing. Like, it, it was really mind blowing to me. And it almost made it disappointing then in Spider Man 2 when he actually does hook up with her. Cause it's kind of like, <laughs> oh, well, so yeah, that ending didn't last long. You know, it was just. Well, you, you yeah. say that was mind blowing as a 14 year old, but me, me watching it this week. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I, I was mm. furious. <laughs> I wanted them to hook up because I, I love her. Yeah. She's she's a great actress. She's brilliant in this. She's perfectly oh, yeah. cast as well because she, I mean, she's got a lot to do as a character and she's also, she's beautiful, but she's not, she's not like a model. You know, she it's it's like a right. believable beauty. It's, it's which is realistic. which is ironic considering Mary Jane Watson is a model in the yeah, comic. Yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say in the comic isn't she a model? Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah. Um, but this version of her, I don't know if in the third movie that changes, does it? Is she a model or anything? Uh, in there? Uh, well, she does no, she's actor. always an actress. Mm, yeah. But she yeah. does have a, yeah. well, I guess it's, it's advertising the play, but her face is on a big billboard. It's oh, that's different point, though. I meant like, you know. A lot yeah. of act- if you did this no, now, in, this, they would in, cast in the a third actress. one, uh, in the third one, Gwen Stacy is a model. Um, oh yeah, oh, was it the yeah. was it so. the second one? Because I remember there's one of them that opens with like a big close up of Mary Jane's face. It's on a billboard or it's on a poster or something. It's been it's been a while since I've seen them, but I can't. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I, that's the second one. That's the second. Yeah, one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there you go. Let's suppose we'll, you'll 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 know in, in depth next year anyway when you get yeah. there. <laughs> we'll know intimately right. which second that is. Okay, yeah. I, I'll pop in for that one minute and be like, "Yeah, I was right," and then just walk out again. <laughs> just, <be> like, <laughs> just just checking, guys. Just checking. Well, I think I, another. Absolutely. I wanted them to hook up as well because you know Toby. He's playing it as such a dork. He's like a little dweeb. I think I saw myself in him. So I wanted him to succeed. I was like, come on, come on, do it for us. Do it for the nerds. Mm. (laughs) Although to be fair to him, he does succeed. Like she is, she is offering. She's like, well, I'm open for this. It's him who makes the mature decision to be like, no, like I I can't put you in that level of danger, which is again, it's like, it's a testament to his character of like, I don't know if I could do that. And then like at the end of the second one, it's very much like, yeah, well, he doesn't do that, but uh, <laughs> yeah. again, that's the thing that they they well, it goes from being his decision to her decision. By that point, I guess mm. it's yeah. sort of like you make the mature decision, and then you let other people, you know, decide whether they want to take those risks with you. Mm. But uh, I have I so much to say about this, but I feel like I shouldn't we, say yeah, it we until we actually get to the yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's it's great. It's a great movie i don't know (laughs) i forget i forget how we got to this uh, conversation about just talking about about how great mary jane is in this and just in general like i think i even we're talking about that picture i don't know like mary jane was even (laughs) in the scene yet but we somehow got onto that but she's in it well i did i did want to uh while we're trying to find our way back on track uh i want to i want to um talk about uh, the kept trap uh one more time and actually I think this is going to be the last time I bring it up until we get to the credits because the rest of the movie is completely different. Um, So uh, I I probably won't bring it up again until the credits because it'll be just completely apropos of nothing uh, any other time I bring it up. So let's just wait until the credits. Um, But uh, after after, uh, Aunt May is attacked... Uh, by the goblin it doesn't cut to the hospital actually cuts to uh harry and peter's apartment and uh peter comes home or i'm sorry harry comes home and peter uh and says she's gone and peter goes what and she's he says mj she just broke up with me man she's she scraped me off her shoe she's in love with somebody else peter says who and harry says i wonder peter says what (laughs) 
Uh, get that. <laughs> Harry says, get that look, innocent look off your face. You can't pull it off. Things just come to you. Things just come to you, don't they, Golden Boy? You don't even have to try. You just have to want it. The brains, the grades, this apartment. But all that wasn't enough. You had to have my girlfriend, too. And Peter says, you're way out of line, man. You're paranoid. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and then Harry, there's the, the phone has been ringing through this whole thing. Harry uh, finally goes to answer it and says, we're not finished. And then snatches up the phone and says, hello, yeah, what? And then there's a long pause and then he takes his face, his face drops and he turns back to Peter and says, someone broke into your aunt May's house. She's Pete. She's. And then before he can finish the, his, his sentence, Peter runs out of the apartment, goes, finds an alley, climbs the, the wall and just starts leaping across buildings to the hospital. Whoa. The, the um, thing is, though, like. He's been told, like, by someone, how many hospitals are there in New York? Because, like, <laughs> will you not end up having to go to, like, a whole bunch of different... Even in how many hospitals are in Queens? Of, like, he just goes, right. like, oh, oh so, no, it's not this one. Man, I really should have really stuck with Harry and just asked him that one yeah. question, you know? <laughs> but, that just makes you think well, of Wayne's Well, maybe she goes world. to the hospital enough that he knows, like, which one takes her insurance is, like, her primary uh, care if spot it is, they if, always go to. If it is a nod to the old uh, Aunt May getting sick every two seconds thing, it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I know exactly where they'll send her. <laughs> of course, yeah, that, that wouldn't even be a thing over here. You just go to any hospital. It doesn't matter. No insurance. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> What a what a nice functional system that is. God, <laughs> well, gosh, God. Oh, amazing. Well, actually, I, I work uh, I work for a hospital, and looking at this hospital building, I don't know whether hmm. it's just where where I live and work at present, but over here the hmm. hospitals are very they try and keep them very um, low down. Like this is very tall. I thought that was quite striking. Like the hospital I work oh. in is one story. That's it. <laughs> mm. oh, wow. But it's very like yeah, it goes yeah. on for ages and ages. It's like a big flat building. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, I mean, it must just depend on the like the city structure and you know what 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 buildings are available in that type of area. I, I feel right. like with Queens or Manhattan or something, you're probably much more likely to get a multi-story hospital just for space mm. reasons. Um, yeah, as the population grows, the building gr- gets taller. I would imagine. Mm. Yeah, um, you need room for it. I guess. Yeah, because there's not a lot of land available in New York, so oh, I can imagine yeah. <laughs> I guess they not, have to yeah. they have to go up. They can't go wide. They can't. Yeah, they can't stretch out. There's not. There's nothing. I mean, they have to take out you know blocks of businesses and residences <laughs> uh, to do mm. something like that. Mm. But it the, also could very clearly be a redressed other type of building to stand in for a hospital just for this shot. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. yeah. I was going to ask, really is it a real it? hospital? I'm not too sure. I, I tried uh, looking it up, but I, I got Googling. mixed. In. Yeah, I couldn't find anything. Um, like there is a Queens Hospital, but it doesn't have that same name on it, and it's much more like modern looking mm. building. Does it lots of glass? Does it have a hideous statue at the front, or is that? Oh yeah, they all have that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That thing was though. horrible. Like it looked like a a small child's like clay model that they make for their grandparents, <laughs> and then somehow blew it up into huge proportions, and then slammed it in <laughs> yeah. front of a hospital. But yeah, maybe a school donated it. You know, you have to put it there. You just go, oh well, okay, fine. Some kids did it, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, one thing I would before, before we move on, this is I just wanted to um, like ask you guys because like it's one of the, like I, I'm. You know, um, with the amazing Spider-Man films that came out, 
and I wasn't too mm-hmm. fussed by them because they were very like well they were kind of like a, a more mundane version of these films because they're very straight in comparison to the Sam Raimi's poppy pulpy mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of uh, vibe. But one thing I did really appreciate um, in it was uh, Martin Sheen as Uncle Ben. I was wondering where you two guys mm. like where you would rate between you know going toe to toe between Cliff Robertson. And Martin Sheen, like where, which which one wins out to you? Uh, oh. <laughs> it I I don't think they're comparable because they're doing two very different things for two very different Peters. Like I think that they suit their Peters. Yeah, um, that's a good in way in that particular it. case. Like I, I you know uh, Cliff Robertson is is very much like a you know like a very like baby boomer kind of um you know just like cheesy like kind of corny old man yeah. kind of character you know and he and he and and you know peter is a very sort of corny earnest young man and he obviously has learned that from uh from uh cliff robertson's uncle ben but in the case of um andrew garfield i i've always felt that like you can you can look at martin sheen a, a man i absolutely adore uh He'll he'll always be my president. Um, <laughs> he uh, he you can get the vibe. He sort of has this mischievousness to him that you can sense that he was a troublemaker when he was younger. And so when you compare that to, you know, the way that uh, Andrew Garfield plays Peter, like it all kind of connects for me. Like it feels like yeah. uh they're they're part of a whole mm. um and so you know i like both of them for what they bring to their respective uh franchises mm. I suppose. yeah i feel like cliff feels a little more like a like a working class you know tradesman and uh mm-hmm. you know martin sheen is a bit more of like a a, a learned almost um avuncular professor type of approach to it you know mm. like um there's a slightly different, I think, class consciousness coming from it. So they, they feel like... D- despite the fact that like the execution of his Uncle Ben uh, in the movie doesn't play that, uh, right, right. I, I think Martin Sheen can't help but be a very like edu- Yeah, come across as like very <laughs> educated and, you know, like academic wise kind of guy um you know the stuff i i think it was uh paul montgomery earlier in the show brought up the fact that like yeah martin you can't put martin sheen in overalls and expect him to pull it off like it just doesn't <laughs> it, to be fair it, though it he does just it doesn't in, uh, it doesn't work in wall street like he is he is in overalls and that like he's as charlie sheen's like blue collar dad oh is that, that that's my yeah. go-to it's like yeah martin sheen he's a he's blue collar he can be the everyman kind of uh, that's that's fair enough. Yeah, but um, no, I can't buy it. I, 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 I <laughs> it always makes me think though, because I remember when Amazing Spider-Man came out, and um, I think like Total Film, they had an interview with Martin Sheen, and it was uh, it was unrelated to the film. It wasn't in promotion of. So I think um, it's one of those things, like you know, that makes excited to get like, oh, your classic, you know, new Hollywood actor uh, Martin Sheen is coming. He's going to be in a comic book movie. And then people are like, oh, he must be really into the material. But he just had this thing of like, yeah, I'm playing a part that my buddy Cliff Robertson played a couple of years back. And I thought like, oh, that'll be fun. You know, that'll be an interesting thing to do. <laughs> and it made me always think then like a couple of years after that when um, like the Avengers was was getting ready to come out. And like there was a lot of buzz because, uh, 
you know, Jenny Agutter from um, you know, American Werewolf oh, in London. Werewolf, yeah. Oh, and Because yeah. uh, she was like one of the heads of S.H.I.E.L.D. in it, and she has like a very small part that's expanded on in Winter Soldier then. But uh, she mm-hmm. she was on set, and she kind of made an off-hand remark on, uh, in an interview where she's like, oh, yeah, it's so weird being on set in the Avengers, because you're walking around, and it's like, oh, you look over there, and it's like, hey, there's Spider-Man's trailer. And the people were like, Spider-Man's gonna be in the Avengers? I was like, <laughs> and it kind of became like, you had to kind of go to people like, guys, Jenny Agutter has no idea who any of these characters are. Like, this is just, <laughs> plus like, Uncle Ben was just a job to, you know, Martin Sheen. Like, he didn't know the lore of the character. I'm sure he did his research, but I'm sure to him it was like, oh, it's, a, it's an uncle. I'm just playing this kid's uncle. To yeah. Jenny Agutter, it's just like, oh, I'm in some superhero movie that I'm not familiar with the characters. <laughs> but because people are just clinging on to everything, they're like, <laughs> Jenny Gutter is that slip that Spider-Man is going to be in the Avengers. And it's like, guys, she probably thinks that like Spider-Man is Wolverine or something like that. You know, it's just sticking her head. Just, <laughs> right. She's not too sure of like, oh, Iron Man, that's like, yeah, Bruce Wayne or whatever. You know, it's just one of those other things. But a bit like there was a period exactly. when we were kids where all video games were just called, like, all video game systems were called a Nintendo. <laughs> right. It doesn't matter yes. what it is. It's like, oh, it's a Nintendo. You're on your Nintendo. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one last thing in the kept draft before we move on to this Mary Jane scene. Um, mm-hmm. After he sees Aunt May and uh, she does the horrible yellow eyes thing, which is all the way in the kept draft. So mm. that stuck Classic. around for a long time. Um, and he realizes that the goblin knows who he is. Uh, he actually goes back to uh the uh, parker living room he actually goes to aunt may's house and surveys the damage um of the attack and then starts a fire in the living room um oh. in a, in a oh. fireplace not oh, 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 <laughs> randomly oh, oh, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> not just randomly like in the fireplace where where Got the it. fire belongs um <laughs> he starts a fire in the fireplace and he is looking at a at a photo of the family of himself, Uncle Ben and Aunt May, like the photo here in the hospital room, mm. and uh, he pulls out his Spider Man costume and throws it into the fire. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, what? Yeah, where does he get whoa. another one? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but it 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 burns up his costume, yeah. uh, and then outside. Someone was watching him do it, and of course, it's uh, it's uh, it says in here it says uh, a, a dark figure uh, stares into the living room of the Parker house. It's drapes wide open, watching Peter. Mm. Uh, the figure waits, puts a cigarette in its mouth, clinks open a Zippo lighter, swats a mosquito, and unscrews the light bulb in the street light. All at once. Wait, guess what? who? Oh, because of <laughs> yeah. all his arms. Oh, right. Oh. I didn't even think of that. I was. I didn't even find that sentence strange until you uh, said, "Guess who?" <laughs> this, the, yeah. The strangest thing I found about it was the idea that oh, Doctor Octopus is a smoker. I didn't. Uh, I never assumed that of him. <laughs> Again, because in my head it goes straight to the cartoons. I was like, I can't imagine it would be like you know, Doctor Otto Octavius, you know, lighting up in that. It's, like, it's, it's baffling to me. And then there's one last bit that is like a really cool, like a really fun, like kind of like screenwriting little sequence here, mm. where uh, Peter goes into the bathroom of the Parker House, runs the tap in the sink. 
and then Neil kneels into the sink or like, you know, like bends over into the sink to splash water in his face. But when he comes up, we're in MJ's apartment and it's MJ who has just splashed water in her face. Uh, oh, and and she's staring at herself in the mirror. Uh, and then we transition to uh, the guest bathroom in Norman's townhouse with Harry Osborne. Um, who had just had a conversation with his his father that was like basically the conversation that he has later with um his dad were like you were right all along like that that whole conversation so yeah. now he's he's at uh the Osborne's uh place and he is just splashed water in his face and is uh looking into the mirror or whatever and then we uh we have him he grabs a towel. And then as he grabs a towel, we transition to Norman in his oh, bathroom yeah. <laughs> and he he starts he starts toweling off his face. Uh, and then when he drops the towel, he sees the Green Goblin and then he he like screeches in terror. And then Harry from Austrian goes, Dad, are you OK? <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. I wish that was in the film. Yeah, the face washing carousel. Yeah, <laughs> no. Well, what I love about that is like nobody does that in real life. Kemp <laughs> knows that, like that. This is just such a ridiculous movie trope. The idea of like splashing cold water in your face. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he knows it's a movie trope, and he just he builds an entire transition montage out of it. Uh, <laughs> Where like four people are simultaneously <laughs> splashing water in their face all across the city. I, I did it uh, one let's double time. Down on, I mean, quadruple down on this trope. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I did it one time in real life to try and kind of perk myself up and keep myself awake just because I had seen it in movies. Mm. I was like, well, people in movies <laughs> do it and it works for them. I'll give it a go. It didn't work. Right. So, so no, it never works. Although the, it's and ridiculous. then the water's all over your floor. It, did, like, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't all land on you. It's, it's really hard. No. But the, yeah. the idea, though, of uh, Norman Osborn spotting the Green Goblin in the mirror, though, again, brings up that 90s cartoon, though, because of just the, you know, the, the ridiculous portrayal of the Green Goblin. Well, I say ridiculous, but like, you know, Willem Dafoe, like he's crampy and crazy and whatnot, but there's a genuine sinister level to him in the film. Whereas like in that mm-hmm. cartoon, because he's got this really high pitch, like no man, <laughs> it's really. Like, I remember there's bits of him in the public bathroom seeing the goblin in the mirror, and it's just all this prolonged like Norman, I'm your friend, and it's like I don't think even when I was a kid that was like ah, this is a bit this is a bit silly, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I I have to I have to finish out this this scene in the bathroom oh, with uh, oh, yeah. with Norman because. Oh man, it gets real good. So as we've been talking about um, throughout, and uh, I don't know that we've we've uh, if you guys have heard us talk about this yet, but in the Kep draft, um, Norman's plan is actually to kill his son so that his son won't take over the company and ruin and run it into the ground. Oh, <laughs> um, or at least, or that's that's the Goblin's plan. Uh, Norman doesn't want him to because Norman is, uh, you know, innocent, and the Goblin isn't, even though they're the same person. Um, right, right, right. <laughs> and and so after the the scene where Harry, uh, you know, tells him that you know mj he was right about mj and that you know she's actually in love with peter and uh and there's like this really funny thing where where osborne goes really what a tangled web um 
which is hilarious. Yes. Um, but uh, but then he's in the bathroom here, and um, the uh, the the Green Goblin in the mirror right says those ungrateful brats and osborne tells him to go away he says did they did they think they could treat an osborne this way did they dream there would not be hell to pay and osborne says leave my son alone the green goblin goes not just the idiot's son osborne the harlot as well the interloper all three of them they must be dispatched and osborne says I am Norman Osborn. I am Norman Osborn. I am Norman Osborn. The Green Goblin says, Norman is weak. Norman's a waste. And then Norman Osborn punches the mirror and cracks it. And then the camera comes over to Norman. And it's Norman who, as the Green Goblin says, and I'm in his place. Oh. Whoa. That is cool. Mm. Yeah. So that's... That's a cool scene. <laughs> that is a cool scene. And it's a good payoff with all the mirror stuff earlier in the, mm-hmm. in the film. Yeah. Yeah. So like have a. Ah, yeah. Like cool. you get the shattered mirror and you're like, oh, Norman's overcoming is green. Oh, nope. 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 <laughs> the opposite happens. He's failed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's really good. Um, but yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be the last time I talk about the kept draft till the end of the movie. Oh, oh uh, wow. Because. Everything else is completely different from that point mm. on. Oh, so it takes too much time to uh, go into it. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So I'll I'll, I'll wait until the uh, the credits when we'll be scrambling for things to talk about. Mm. I'm sure. Perfect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, awesome. all right. So let's talk about this uh, this Mary Jane scene, uh, yeah. which I really like the beginning of it. The, um, just the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just the beginning. The stuff later, I like less. Uh, the stuff we're <laughs> going to be talking about um, tomorrow and the next day. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I like this beginning. I like him bringing up, uh, you know, Thanksgiving, the events at Thanksgiving, yeah. and bringing up Harry and all of that. Like, I, I, I like that, and I like that it's, you know, we have that scene where Harry's like, she dumped me, blah, 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 like whatever um, in the kept draft. But I'm glad that they got rid of that stuff because I, I like seeing the Harry and Mary Jane relationship uh, sort of in the in the, you know, like in the peripheral, mm-hmm. like because yeah. it's not it doesn't have anything to do directly with Peter. So, like, I like that it's happening peripherally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of my, I think it's one of, you know, in retrospect, I think it's one of my issues with the balcony scene earlier in the movie is that like, you know, for like a full, you know, minute, we're suddenly watching the, the Harry and Mary Jane movie. And Mm. that's, (laughs) it's weird. It's weird in retrospect how like, that's a weird scene to have. It's very much Mm. in that, like, cause our two, you know, uh, yin and yang main, you know, leads are like the Green Goblin and Spider Man. It it, it kind of lends a bit more when you don't see things like that. The kind of uh, mysterious unattainability of Mary Jane of like these things are happening when Peter's not there and he's having to we're having to hear about it with him. Whereas it makes her seem a yeah. bit more like oh yeah she is this dream girl that he just can't quite like he's not that he's not in there to see everything that happens with her and and whatnot you know and uh, mm-hmm. it kind of it, it lends a fair bit to that. You know, to that character then so then when you know in the second and third one when we when we are in there we do get a little more of the relationship it's a bit more like of an eye opener of like oh this is what it's like this is what mary jane is like 
you know to be in a relationship with now that we've not seen this before really you know the the, uh, the ins and outs of her uh you know having to have the her and uh right you know all, all that kind of stuff like but uh, yeah i prefer it when mm-hmm. a movie does that it puts you it puts you in his shoes basically because you're seeing mm-hmm. what he's seeing it, it's a much more effective way of telling the story i think and because i don't yeah. like it when it just goes off despite the fact that that's what we do on our podcast all the time when it goes <laughs> off for 10 minutes with side stuff that's not really connected to the mm. main character and things he wouldn't know about right. and i prefer mm-hmm. to be focused right. on him and what he's doing and seeing mm. Yeah, yeah, but, and it sort of I like agree. recreates the way that you actually interact with like your friends' relationships in real life. Is that the the probably more volatile, weighty conversations you aren't exposed to? None of the like, I can't believe she dumped me shenanigans. You're mm. exposed to the like, yeah, what's the deal with Harry? Oh, I haven't even talked to him. You know, okay, mm. and that's like that's mm-hmm. your own thing in the corner. Uh, yeah, uh, unless it's like somebody you're super close to, and that they haven't quite gotten to the point where they're super close yet. So right. if they are polite neighborhood friends that you know have this shared love of aunt may or whatever the focus is just going to be on her and it's polite of him to ask about how she's doing because of the horrible thing that happened at thanksgiving but that's not what this is about and i like that she immediately reframes it as i'm fine i just felt bad about leaving aunt may which is Mm -hmm. i think just a sweet sentiment that like she the she didn't feel bad as as bad about all the horrible things that were said to her that day she feels bad that like Aunt May was left alone on Thanksgiving, mm. oh, and uh-huh. like that's really after crazy. after slaving away in the kitchen, uh, yeah. while <laughs> yeah. while Mary Jane just smelled things um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with an apron on. <laughs> it's an important Emotional job, sport, damn it. You know? Yeah, <laughs> who she is. Uh, that also makes me question the timeline, though. Like, when did the attack happen? Like are mm. are we to believe the, that like we they had this awful Thanksgiving conversation and then the evening of Thanksgiving Aunt May was at home alone and got attacked by a demon? Mm. Is that uh, or is there another day in here? Oh, that's the impression is I that, got. I think. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I do like the well, um, yeah as well. Yeah, yeah. Because then this is presumably the next afternoon. Because it's like. Um, I do yeah. like that. This is yeah. Black Friday. It's, 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 <laughs> right, yeah. It's like just so many old people have come in battered and bruised now that day as well. It's like, oh, we're, we're used to seeing this. <laughs> Man, you know, I was just, I was, we were just talking about a few weeks ago about, you know, the goblin doing casual things when we were talking about the, the rooftop scene and like having like the full goblin, the full costume, just doing casual things. And now I want nothing more in the universe to see the green goblin shopping on Black Friday. Um, well, he's got the advantage, the glider. He can just go over all oh, the crowds yeah. and swoop yeah, down. the lines. Yeah. Imagine the... Oh, uh, no, absolutely. But then, but then having to argue with the cashier that he should rightfully be at the front of the line uh, because he's on the glider... Uh, trying to like frame it as like a <laughs> right. as, as like a handicap of some sort or <laughs> yeah. something. Imagine that. And then when the... they like turn away his like coupon or whatever, he'll he'll have to pull out another betrayal. Oh, you know? <laughs> oh Will Defoe saying, "I have a coupon." <laughs> I can just imagine though, if that like... was the twist. He made the thing in the first place solely for that purpose. That's why he's. <laughs> yes. made... I can imagine though as well, like just Norman and the Goblin have like the argument of like, but but I'm a millionaire. I don't need to save any. But I'm Norman. And there's twenty percent off and televisions down there. <laughs> we have five TVs already. The, 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 the discount must not be countenanced. 
No, man. Twenty percent off. I guess. Are you guys are 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 you guys fully aware of uh, of Black Friday? Oh yeah. Uh, you know, considering you don't you it's don't actually enough. have Thanksgiving uh, we, 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 <laughs> time here. We've seen yeah. the uh, the they have the South Park like three part special, the kind of Game of Thrones Black Friday. <laughs> so and then those, there was right. a lot of like media coverage of just like at least through like social media, maybe not in the proper news, but you will get like these videos of like look how crazy this that this thing is <laughs> like the people yeah. are just willing to absolutely knock the crap out of each other to save a couple of pounds or a couple of dollars on like lamps and go. stuff yeah. you know <laughs> that is basically all yeah. we see is let's look at some strange american thing while everybody gets trampled <laughs> that's, that's how they and, pitched uh, spider-man when it came out it's like let's look at yeah. this weird american <laughs> thing they brought over here you know? <laughs> <laughs> the, the only other thing i mean amazon do black friday here but people still don't really know what it is. Like people at my work will be like, "What? Why is it called that? What is it?" And I have to explain. I'm like, "Well, deals? according to Wikipedia." <laughs> <laughs> well, what I what I, uh, I I I like the idea that uh, the the hospital is just assuming this is a Black Friday related injury. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> it must be. <laughs> That's gonna be like uh, she was waiting in line at the local Target or whatever, and, and someone with horrible yellow eyes <laughs> <laughs> attacked her over a over a three hundred dollar television or something. Like the well, doctors are just Black like Friday for a Black Friday injury. This is a this is a hell of a nice room she's got going on here. You you wouldn't right? get that. Yeah. No, most very places. spacious. I will wow. note as well because I think I brought it up earlier. The uh, like we had the floral motif in that maze. Room, like at the wallpaper, oh, you did? yes, and the yes. cut and the, and the, the blanket. Week. Mary Jane comes in with flowers, and then we see all these cards left for her. Every one of them has flowers on the front. <laughs> it's like, is that made that oh. obsessed with flowers that she needs yeah, to have flowers on everything? You know, yeah. Well, there, there also is this like cultural difference in that, like, I mean, we don't bring anybody grapes in the hospital. You know, it's just you, you bring flowers. That's just like your thing. Mm. You just mm. do that. Mm-hmm. You just flowers is the go-to. Like, oh, somebody's in the hospital. It's flower time. Like, mm-hmm. I can't think of any other occasion that, like, traditionally balloons. calls. Yeah, balloons, that's right. Yeah, Get well, get well soon balloons, stuffed animals. Basically, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, the same as Valentine's Day, only it's, like, the generic variant, <laughs> like, the non-romantic <laughs> variant of all of those things, all those <laughs> items. But the, I, I'm, I'm, I was also Sorry. wondering as well, like, because, again, we're presuming that there has to be more of, what you know these people's lives and what we're seeing like i you know saying earlier like peter parker in his life who does he have aunt may mary jane harry and norman osborne that's all we're seeing presumably he had some kind of relationship with doc connors but then he got fired or whatever but um mm-hmm. we've got all these cars here for presumably they're from aunt may unless they're left over from whoever had the room before but like who else <laughs> does aunt may know like who who was leaving these who was in earlier than mary jane that like her bridge club, surely. Yeah, this presume. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's gotta be something the like that. Forest Hills Ant Society. What is right. it called? <laughs> yeah. Or like one of Uncle Ben's sleazy best friends who's trying to get in there now. Uh, just like, hey, oh, mate, no. it's oh. been like eight months. Come on, get over him already, would you? <laughs> oh boy, he's been waiting for about forty years for this moment. <laughs> yeah, it's an entire side movie that like, but uh, Sam Raimi's like, the world is not ready for this, so I've got to just cut all that out. <laughs> I mean, like, I know Peter hasn't got a life, but what's to say she doesn't have a life outside of him? Yeah. She's got a lot going Fair. on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But she's probably... But she does. 
She, she probably like um, runs several clubs. Yeah. You know? Like we're yeah. saying that go Aunt May was left alone on Thanksgiving. She probably like, oh, I'll just call up the girls and I'll go out and have a great time to myself. And then yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She didn't want to be there. It was a great. It was a great night up until the Green Goblin wrecked my bloody wall. And now I'm gonna have to go buy <laughs> you know more flower wallpaper to to cover up this horrible <laughs> hole. But. Uh, that would be that would just take I I I can't imagine that one just take forever to rebuild. <laughs> oh God. It's it's honestly shocking. It's no wonder she's having such money trouble in Spider-Man 2. She had to pay to fix this, fix her house. Yeah. I suppose, yeah, because it can't really trace that back to, like, well, Norman Osborn was the Green Goblin, and then having to go up with, like, well, the Osborn estate does have quite a bit of money. You yeah, could pay to fix my house. You know, if it's just... Well, no, no, because no one knows who the Green yeah, Goblin was. Oh, there you go. So, yeah. It's, yeah. Aunt yeah. May is just completely surprised she didn't turn into a supervillain just out of sheer anger towards like, the whole situation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is a comic that someone needs to make right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it, it would, could, would homeowners insurance, is it an act of God if it's a demon that busted up your house? Like, does that? I mean, that te- technically it would be, yeah. but I don't think that's what, the, I don't think they actually mean. Uh, oh, supernatural, literal, like religious yeah, forces. Oh, oh they just God. mean it as like lightning. Got it. Never mind. Uh, right. Yeah, would, would they separate the two things? Would an act of God and an act of Satan be considered a different yeah. uh, incident? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They're very slippery, these companies. You've got to watch them, you know. I don't know, and I don't want to be the one to call up the insurance company and ask. <laughs> Oh, but uh, but anyway, I have to say I'm uh, I'm a fan of, of of Kirsten Dunst. I like uh, I like her her iteration of Mary Jane. Although, like from listening to mm. you know you guys is like uh, your earlier episodes where you're talking about like the the mm. kept draft and then the fact that the um, Eliza Dushku was up for Mary Jane and a much more Ooh. ballsier comic accurate version of Mary Jane. I do have a little mm-hmm. bit inside mm-hmm. me of like oh, I would have liked to seen that. Like that could have been you know. Oh, for sure. I would I, yeah. love to visit that alternate reality and see that movie just out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even if it's not the uh, reality I would ultimately want to live in, I would still love <laughs> yeah. to see it. And it's over time. It's like, um, so remember, you know, when you're a, a, like a teenager and you had to, you know, everyone knew Eliza Dushku obviously has faith from from Buffy and there's always a debate. Oh, one of my loves. Yeah, always <laughs> a debate in the, uh, in the, in the, you know, what we call the sixth form or just like the senior high high school whatever <laughs> over over there um <laughs> but it was always like oh you know who was like i don't know my friend Anthony was like oh he was all about buffy i was much more of a willow guy that was that was you know yeah and then the, that's right and it was always the one guy who had to be like well what about faith and it's like oh, faith you know but now years later i'm kind of <laughs> like oh yeah i i, I see that you know because i saw um wrong turn there recently like you know, you know popped up on more of the horror channels and tv and just seeing elijah dishku was like Oh yeah, I actually really like Elijah Dushku now. Just not, you know, so much just an appearance, but like, yeah, she's a really good actress as well. It's like, why didn't mm, why yeah. didn't her career go better? Like, why is she she seems to be mired in TV stuff? It's like she's better than this. You know, it's 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 one of those mm-hmm. again, it's a, you know, it almost happened to Kirsten Dunst as well. She had a, a little period where mm-hmm. like after Spider-Man 3, everyone hated Kirsten Dunst for a bit. There was a real disdain towards her mm-hmm. online. Yeah. And now it seems like, oh, she's come out the other end now. Now she's kind of golden again. But um, yeah, uh, I always stuck with her. Yeah, for a while she could only make like Vars, Vars, uh, Lars, von Trier Lars, Lars von Trier movies. Mm. Yeah. 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 I always stuck by her like, because um, um, she has a cheek dimple and I have a cheek dimple. I'm like, 
Um, <laughs> if, I, if I should ever bump into her, it's the first thing I'm going to bring up. You know, <laughs> compare dimples. Okay. <laughs> you got to stand up for the dimples. Yeah, it's yeah. Like we got to stick together. You know, yeah. it's just like. You know, if you see, uh, it's like Larry David saying, like, if you see someone else driving a Prius, you have to give them a little beep just to, like, just to go, <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> but have you seen that someone else has a chin dimple? You're like, hey, you know. <laughs> you said that Larry David thing, like, you have a Prius. You, you haven't got a car at all. I know. But I'm, I'm just, I'm judging by his example, you know. <laughs> Well, it's a good example. <laughs> I'm still reeling from this. Uh, Eliza so, John, you you Sorry. mentioned that um, this was the first time you had seen this in a in a long while. Had you seen the other ones? Do you remember when you saw this the first time? What you thought of it? Yeah, well, I watched it um, when it originally came out, and then I also watched it on DVD. So, like a year later, or however, however long it took back in those days, it was like a year, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I enjoyed it. But again, I wasn't too into superhero type things at the time. So I, th- I thought that was good, but I'm probably not going to see it again. But then mm. all my friends were so obsessed with it. I did end up going with them to see the second one. Um, and mm. again, I, I found it very enjoyable. I was like, okay, that's, that's fine. But didn't feel any obligation to watch any of them again until um, I did watch the Andrew Garfield one. And I did quite enjoy that. Most people were very negative <laughs> about him <laughs> but i i thought it was it was pretty good it was okay and that made me want to mm-hmm. go back and watch these ones again and then your show mm-hmm. came out with the perfect excuse for me to <laughs> to revisit <laughs> them because i've not really thought about them a lot over the years i know niles brought them up quite a few times to me but um mm-hmm. most superhero movies i've overlooked until very recently um yeah. like i was i was very impressed with ant-man i didn't think i would like that at all but i was i dug that i liked that very um, charming movie. It was, yes, wasn't it? It was, it was great. And um, although it's actually, it's actually my favorite of the MCU movies. Which, oh, um, yes. I think, uh, I think, I think a lot of people would, uh, you know, <laughs> stick their nose lot. up at that. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, um, I think. It's but uh, definitely... yeah, no, it's it's my favorite one. It's the one that I saw the most times in theaters. It's like that. Guardians and and Homecoming are probably my three favorite. Do, do you ones. not feel That's some sort comment. of um, like you're kind of. Like you, you, you'd be saying this to like your picture, like your uh, your box set of space or something, like and anything to do with Edgar Wright, and you're just going on about your your love of Ant Man, and then the, the DVDs will be shouting at you. Betrayal must not be countenance. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> well, but I think I think I, I mean I I think there's a lot of Edgar Wright in uh, in that Ant Man oh, movie. Yeah. Um, still, it's just mm. uh, like there's a lot of his personality in those movies, and mm-hmm. um. Just yeah, I don't know. There's a lot in Ant Man that still feels like mm. Edgar, uh, mm-hmm. even if, even if it doesn't, it's not an Edgar Wright movie. Um, I I kind of feel like I see both sides of that. I mean, yeah. the whole that whole thing. It's like yeah, you know, Marvel they have a, they have two looks for their movies. They have <laughs> the sort of Guardians look, and then they have the sort of Captain America mm. look. Yeah. Uh, and those are the two looks that they have for their movies and that's it. All their movies look like one or the other and his was going to look like something else. And that's not his fault because he was, you know, he, he joined up on the MCU stuff at the same time as John Favreau did on Iron Man, like back in yeah. 2007. Yeah. Oh, was it that early? So he was on Ant-Man for so long back before they had any idea what the MCU was going to look like. Right. And so I don't think I don't think what happened with that was anybody's fault. I think they I think that Kevin Feige just let it go for way too long. 
And then finally was just like, okay, you're really, you're really not going to make a Marvel movie. Are you, you're just going to make an Edgar Wright movie. I can't let it happen. I'm sorry. I don't, it's not that I don't want an Edgar Wright to see an Edgar Wright Ant-Man movie. It's just that it doesn't fit with everything else that we're doing. It'll feel out of place and wrong. And we got it. We, we can't, we can't let it happen. So, Mm. you know, it's, we got, but there's a lot in there. Like he still gets screenwriting credit. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's still a lot in there. That's mm-hmm. him. I think I do. Like I've seen oh, some definitely. people kind of, you know, he came out recently and he says that like, oh, I've never watched that man. He's like, I've no, I have no intention of ever doing so. I can't bring myself to actually look at it. And some people are like, you know, as will happen in internet comment sections, because that's just a breeding ground for the, the wretched hive of scum and villainy. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> were just like, oh, this, this asshole, just get over it. Come on. You know, your big baby grow up. But it's like, no, totally. If you were mm-hmm. working on something and you were so invested, like, I'm going to make this film and it's going to be amazing. And then it just like just falls apart and like they've just gone ahead and mm-hmm. done it without you. It would be like, yeah. I, I couldn't do it. I'd yeah. be like, no, I couldn't watch that. So it would just be weird. No. The, whole, the whole time you wouldn't be able to enjoy it. You'd be <laughs> like, I wouldn't have done that. Or, they, or you, even worse, you're like, that's right. my idea. They just stole my idea. You know, they reiterated something that I already was right. putting in. And now, you know, I've got a credit, but that's, it's not my, it's not my film mm-hmm. anymore and stuff. And, no, it would annoy you, especially if it turns out good, which it did, mm. I think, because, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he wants the project to su- uh, to succeed, but at the yeah. same time, I'm sure underneath it a little bit, he would be like, ah, a bit jealous. Mm. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. This, mm-hmm. It could have sure. been me getting this yeah. praise. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And you're only human, and there's there's so many other things that you have on your schedule. It's like, why... Why would you prioritize watching the thing that's just going to make you feel weird when there's like there's so many other things you could be doing or watching or reading or, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, I, it's just a, such a strange thing, especially because usually it doesn't get that far. I mean, I I know people in, in Los Angeles who have been attached to really big projects that like f- like seem like they're getting off the ground and then they crash early on or they get a little further on the next one. And that one doesn't go through to the point where this there's this huge project you're attached to and then because of all sorts of other factors that are beyond your control you don't get to make it if that one gets to the point where it's actually made you there's no way you're going to watch it not because you're like bitter but because yeah, why why would you you yeah, know exactly, I, it, yeah. like mm-hmm. there's there's nothing that you're good you're going to get out of it really at that point right i was wonder if anyone's keeping tabs on um Tarantino and whether because he always said he would never watch he said he he might watch Natural Born Killers if it came on his TV randomly one night I wonder if anyone's still checking up like hey Quentin you watch Natural Born Killers yet just to see because like if he watches that it's like I've read that original script and it's like that is it's that is the bare bones of that film like Oliver Stone took that concept and did something completely different with it like it's in terms of visual presentation you couldn't you recognize the bare the minimum plot in it but then, like everything else, is just like this is an Oliver Stone joint. But I, I just wonder if, if yeah. Tarantino now would he still be so bitter? It was like, no, no, it's going to be terrible. Or would he be like, you know, yeah, all right, all right. you know, is it still too much right. of a no, no? It's, it's too close to the bone. Like it's too, you know, all the twenty years later, th- nearly thirty years later, I, I still won't give it the time of day. But uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that was a little tangent there. Um. <laughs> So what yeah, about you? What what about what about you, Nile? With the uh, with with these oh, movies? Oh yeah. Well, I, uh, as I said, like like I really like the films, but uh, well, I remember even when they came out though, because I had a very fixed idea of what Spider Man was in my head, and then because this was um, 
you know, their, their version of uh, Peter Parker is a bit, you know, they lean much more into him being a lot more dorky and uh, he's not as, you know, wiseacre and uh, gobby, is a, well, ironically mm-hmm. saying gobby, but um, <laughs> then, uh, you know, his, his cartoon iteration. But I still really did, I really, really enjoyed the film. Uh, I remember when this came out, um, uh, it was a kind of a big thing in that... Um, when I was growing up, there wasn't really a cinema in my hometown. Like, if you had to go to the cinema, you had to, like, travel a couple of miles out of the way to go to it. And um, oh, God. there was, like, so, like, oh. it was a bit, when I was growing up, I didn't see a lot of films in the cinema. You got eventually to, like, um, you know, you go out to, like, Jurassic Park and then you'd get that once. Like, that was it. <laughs> but then uh, it, was a, it was just shortly, a couple of years before Spider-Man came out. So then they, they built the cinema in the, the town over so you can just walk to it now. I remember then this was a whole big thing of like, oh, we could finally join in with like the rest of the world. <laughs> it's like, instead of waiting for the video, <laughs> we can just go watch the film whenever you want. And um, I remember my dad actually took me out to it. And uh, it's one of those things now, like, at the, you know, it took it for granted at, at the time because like, I, and now I realize that like he had no interest in it. <laughs> he, what, like, I, I could mention watching <laughs> Spider-Man to him and he'd be like, oh yeah, I saw that. Eh. Yeah. You know, it's, and there's so many films <laughs> in my childhood. I just realized that like, he went, he took me out to Mars Attacks, and I know he hated that. And I know he he took he took me to see <laughs> Batman and Robin, and I know that probably killed him. <laughs> like it's it's inside. He's probably still like a husk of a man after watching that. <laughs> He's still in a coma ever since. You know. So. But um, but yeah. So I went out to that first one. Really, really liked it. Was really excited to see. Um, uh, just uh, it was the visual representation of it because it was a thing that had this and then it was the Ang Lee Hulk where they tried to make it look like a comic book and stuff uh, I remember thinking mm-hmm. that was very exciting at the time and that w- was almost kind of like I can't begrudge Mark Webb for going a different direction but then when he made a very straight version with the Amazing Spider-Man mm-hmm. it's kind of like it felt almost like you're taking a step back because it's like well he did, he did something so fun and creative the first time around now the fact you have to dial it back it feels like you're draining the color out of it a little bit which is you know quite literally what they right. did with some of it but mm-hmm. um because you know mm-hmm. the, the colors in this film really pop you know that kind of thing but um and i, 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 yeah. I actually can remember as well as weird things i can remember like the entire evening of going to see spider-man 2 and nothing particularly impressive happened but i just remember <laughs> like me me and my friend Anthony, who was obsessed with spider-man we walked out to lifford cinema we saw spider-man 2 and again i really enjoyed it but i still had a kind of slight thing of like you know this version of Doctor Octopus, but like this isn't Doctor Octopus. Like he doesn't have, he's not. He's, like, he's too. I, I appreciate what you've done here. That you've made him this really conflicted. You know, is a good man who's been fused with this thing, and then that takes over his mind, much like the Green Goblin, essentially. And I was just like, well, I remember Doctor Octopus was a guy who wore these weird visor specs the whole time and had a stupid bowl haircut, and like he was, he was evil through and through, and that kind of thing. But um, I could always, you know. Uh, the thing I, I you know, I'll, I'll try to remain sort of proud of, like at least go. Well, they didn't go that direction. I won't begrudge them for adapting the material rather than just doing it straight. Hmm. So, uh, which, which is why I can sit down and talk about, you know, as a you know a fan of Batman from the comics, can talk about you know the 1989 version of Batman with great reverence, even though a lot of it's just like, oh, we're just throwing a lot of this stuff out the window. Like we're not really. <laughs> we're not, we're, you know, right. we're, our our iteration of Bruce Wayne is a completely different iteration from what actually exists in the comics and stuff. But, uh, um, right, but yeah, yeah, and then I remember um, my first year of university, 
Uh, I remember it was when Spider-Man 3 came out because I remember been very excited in that I didn't have my own personal computer, so I had to use the universities. And I remember I stayed up or I got up uh, really, really early one morning to um, go down to buy tickets for uh, a Morrissey concert that was happening when you had to when you had to stand outside at, <laughs> a, you know a, a box office and wait for it to open and stuff and um right. and i remember mm-hmm. you know up at the crack of dawn to do that and then wandered up the university library and came in and they had just released this picture of peter parker in the black suit and him kind of like hunched over a gargoyle and the rain beating down on him and this right. was the first iteration of like we're doing the black that we're doing the symbiote and been like holy crap this is gonna be amazing and then, like a year later or something, been like, oh well, like I, I'm certain, like you know, you 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 guys will talk about Spider Man three at great length, but uh, you know, my my beef with it, at the time, I was like, it was good, but here's a bunch of things I would have done differently. And then I, uh-huh. I watched it a second time a few months later and was like, you know, no, not a lot. A lot of this is not clicking for me at all, ex- <laughs> except for every second that. J.K. Simmons is on screen because, them. yeah, because <laughs> I mean, yeah. and he is. Well, yeah. I think he's even said recently, like if if he was to be asked to reprise Jameson and even the Marvel verse, he would do it. And it's kind of like I don't think anyone would begrudge them that. It's just like yeah, it's the same guy. Just you know who, who who's going to beat him? Like nobody. <laughs> it's just yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, yeah I, I've I've great great. Uh, I've seen these films several times throughout the years. Spider Man, the first one, was. Um, it's commonly shown, or it was, when uh, when I was in university and living in a house with my friends. Uh, this, you know, certain TV channels would only have the rights to certain films, so they just show them over and over again. And every Sunday, yeah. Spider-Man was pretty much on <laughs> on Channel 5 at some point. So wow. we got to a point where, yeah, people throw out, you know, finish it and whatnot in, ca- in casual conversations. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, love, love, love this film. It's... Um, it's uh, and watching it again, you know, in, uh, in preparation for the podcast coming out, uh, I looked into it and it's like it is very, uh, it is very cheesy at times, but I don't begrudge that because it's like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be. It's it's Sam Raimi is a it's it's certainly better than um, Dark Man, which is way way too into that campy territory for my for my liking. Uh, mm-hmm. and, but, for everyone's liking yeah, it, yeah. And um, <laughs> but th- this one, I think he hits the right note of like, yeah, it's it's, it's pulp. It's it's he's going for like a pulpy, you know, uh, you know. It, it makes perfect sense for the Sam Raimi mindset of like, yeah, this is like a kind of campy, colorful, poppy comic book movie, and that's exactly what I've made. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that's great. Good job, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, harder to do than you might think to to pull off something like this. Oh yeah. So. It's nice to see it done uh, earnestly. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, guys, thanks so much for uh, for joining us. Uh, I think you I think you might ha- hold the record now for longest episode ever. <laughs> um, Until you edit <laughs> half of it out anyway. That does not surprise <laughs> After, I think, every episode of our podcast in the first, like, 10, we're like, just try to keep it under 20 minutes. And we did. So <laughs> that does not surprise me at all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to have you, uh, have you back, uh, for Spider-Man two, unless, uh, we get in trouble with our listeners about the length, um, <laughs> but, uh, feel free uh, to cut it off, but we might, we might just have you back and take the heat. It's, it's <laughs> um, 
So, uh, well, th- thanks so much. Uh, tell people uh, one last time where they can find Batman at 89. Ah, well, we are available everywhere, everywhere, all the time, all over the place. <laughs> um, find us on iTunes, uh, anywhere you get your podcasts, and get in touch with us online at the Batman at 89 Listeners Society, which is a very unimaginative name for our Facebook group. Uh, or you can tweet <laughs> us uh, at Batman at 89. And I haven't mentioned it yet. There's, we've got an Instagram as well. It's the same, Batman right. at 89. Look us up. Love it. Nice. All right. Well, uh, we will be back uh, to talk to you guys with uh, Minute 94 tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.